Hi, my friends. Welcome back to Be Your Own Damn Muse. Um, I'm feeling the title a little extra tonight because I'm really excited to share the adventure that I've been on recently, which I think very much ties into the theme of what this podcast started as way back when in year two of the plague. Um, I did something kind of crazy, kind of terrifying and exciting at the same time. And my brother and I came up with a word, tear excited. We were trying to figure out how to talk about something that you know is the right thing that you are so excited that you get to do and also is absolutely terrifying you. Um, and that is that I left Brooklyn at the end of August. I totally unexpected. I mean, up until six weeks before, I have always loved living in Brooklyn. I very much consider myself a Brooklynite. I was really shocked and pleased and delighted to discover that during the pandemic, it was a really good place um, to be. I, I could wander, you know, the streets are so gorgeous, all the different neighborhoods, I would pick a different direction each morning and just find new architecture and new beautiful spaces. And you could sit in a park and watch people play basketball and roller skate. And there was Especially if you're a single person, it felt like a good place to be alone together. Prospect Park was amazing, and we were all showing up there to have socially distant picnics and uh, join the Botanical Garden. Anyway, I could go on. I love Brooklyn so much. Um, and I really never thought I would leave. And as probably all of you know, the rents have been going up. And one of the hardest things about living in Brooklyn is that people move leave kind of every two years. You're constantly losing friends um, to, you know, they want to start families or they just need more space or they have a job somewhere else or they're burned out, all of these things. And so people are constantly sort of leaving and you have to actively replenish your friend pool, which got very hard during the pandemic. And I just reached a point where I thought, I don't know that I want it to be this hard to have a community of people that I can reach out to, that I can hang out with. Um, I love Brooklyn, but the other part that's hard is that even your friends who are around, it can take two months of planning to figure out when you can see each other because everyone's really busy and pulled in a lot of directions. And it's an amazing energy in an amazing city. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just needed something different. And I had thought, okay, I'll re-up my lease for a year and I'll research, God bless Google, that had like places to live after Brooklyn and there's a list of like the Brooklyn and every one of the 50 states, like the internet is my friend. So I was researching because I really didn't know where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted it to be vibrant and creative and but also spark my creativity and also allow me to rest and reset. And the idea of being able to go to someone's house and drink a beer and hang out on their couch, maybe cider because I'm gluten free, but like hang out on their couch on, on an evening or on a weekend and not have to plan and organize. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just harder in the city. Um, and so I, I was going to stay an extra year in Brooklyn and try out, like fly to Minneapolis had come up as an idea. Charlotte came up as an idea. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I'll live in Brooklyn, but sort of knowing I'm heading out in the next year and I'll start looking and I visited my friend, one of my dearest friends, who um, during the pandemic left Brooklyn with her family and started renting Airbnbs in different states and went all the way out west through Oregon, sorry, through um, Seattle out to Oregon and then came back and finally, I think last year, bought an RV 
and went full RV life. And I was visiting them at an RV camp and really shocked by how lovely it felt, how it didn't feel like we were missing anything. It was this really beautiful idea of community. I'm not a big clutter person to begin with, so it didn't feel like anything was missing in terms of space or things to carry with you. It was weirdly peaceful. And um, she had this suggestion that rather than stay in Brooklyn another year when I knew I wasn't going to stay in Brooklyn, maybe the goal or the idea would be to leave for a year and rent Airbnbs and really try out different cities, like really be a local. And I had this full body yes reaction that really surprised me because I had not been thinking of leaving um, up until we started talking about it. And then suddenly it was, oh, I'm leaving in a month. I think it was six weeks out. I think it was mid-July. And I was like, oh, okay. And I came home and uh, I will say, I have to shout this out because I promised to be the poster child for antidepressants. Two episodes ago, I was saying how I've started taking antidepressants. They've been a real game changer, a real place of healing for me and sort of quieting down the anxiety that is more than I need it to be. Um, that's not protective. That just makes me afraid of everything. And I've been calling them Wellbutrin wins. And one of my biggest Wellbutrin wins is that I came back to this podcast that I love so much. And one of the other big Wellbutrin wins is that I was even considering leaving Brooklyn because I had just rooted myself there. And it's a place that I'd created as an oasis that I felt so strongly about. Um, I loved having roommates. I loved where I lived. I, I mean, I could go on, obviously. I could wax poetic about Brooklyn forever. And so it felt really exciting that not knowing what the future held, not knowing where I was going to land, seemed like an amazing idea. I'm such a planner. I'm such a like, tell me where I'm going to be in 20 years so I can reverse engineer and figure out what I should do now. Like, I do not do well not knowing where things are headed. And it felt like a real sign of of healing and also a sign of the times. You know, I think a lot of people are feeling post-pandemic kind of this cooped upness and also this re-examining of values and what do they need and what do they want and what makes them actually incredibly happy. So I think I'm part of that larger trend and I'm very lucky that I have a great day job that is fully remote. And so I've been also working in the same four walls for two years, two and a half, and I was kind of done. I felt like I'd soaked up all of Brooklyn, all of my apartment, and I was ready to go. And so I gave away most of my furniture. Um, I sold what I could, but a lot of it was just stuff that meant a lot to me, but wasn't necessarily, um, it, you know, it was just, it wasn't necessarily worth to somebody else other than as a gift. And um, weirdly, so there's this Facebook group I did not know anything about called Buy Nothing, B-U-Y Nothing. And it's super local to whatever neighborhood you're in. And essentially, you can post things that you want to gift to your neighbors and your neighbors just drop by and pick it up. I do not know about this. I found it out because I put stuff on my stoop, which is a very Brooklyn thing. And someone had come by and been so excited about my things, we got into a conversation and she'd been on her way to a buy nothing group. So we're like got chatting about, you know, neighbors. And one of the most incredible gifts of leaving Brooklyn is that I met so many neighbors who were arriving, who were moving with a partner, who needed new um, furniture or furnishings and were so thrilled to have things that I had loved for a long time and cared for but didn't want or have space for and where I was headed. And I felt weirdly as I was leaving a greater sense of community than I'd felt in a really long time by getting to know my neighbors. And 
It also reaffirmed that wherever I land, there will be community, there will be people because we're all so connected. And Brooklyn can be one hard place to meet your neighbors. We often don't meet in the same building, our neighbors. We don't, it's just a busy place where everyone is amazing, but busy and distracted. And so it's not, um, I mean, I really, I was actually pretty good at knowing my neighbors, but it's not a common thing to know your neighbors, even your upstairs, downstairs, across the hall, like in your own building. And so it was this really delightful way to hear people's stories of where they had come from and where they were going next and what they loved about Brooklyn. And um, so I gave away most of my furniture, sold what I could, threw out what had to go. Um, and I let go of my lease. And August 31st, I drove out of Brooklyn and I landed in Asheville, North Carolina, which is the first place that I'm staying um, for two months. I... It was very much like opposite Brooklyn, um, this idea that it's in the mountains and there's a lot of bluegrass music and it's um, not as active really appealed to me as like a palate cleanser. Like, I think I do need some kind of a small city, um, but I don't think I need that right now. And Brooklyn has been such a love of mine for so long that I wasn't quite ready to, um, to go to the next city and land somewhere. And... And so I feel like this incredible adventure has opened up for me. And the reason that I'm bringing it up here on this podcast is twofold. One is um, I was listening to a podcast, Glennon Doyle, who I'm obsessed with and I think is fantastic, had Cheryl Strayed on, who you may know she was a columnist for um, kind of an advice columnist writing under a pen name called Dear Sugar. And they published a bunch of her columns into a book. But also, very importantly, wrote the book Wild that turned into a movie that Reese Witherspoon starred in that was phenomenal. And the book is amazing. And it's about her losing her mother devastatingly to cancer and the places she goes with sex and drugs. And then she decides to hike the Appalachian Trail, having never hiked before, knowing nothing about gear or equipment or how to do it, and sort of has this incredible journey of self-discovery on this path. Anyway, it's a great book. One of the things that she said that really blew my mind was, don't let your dreams ruin your life. And it it really struck me because I, I think one of the exciting, freeing things about leaving Brooklyn and also scary about what's next is I've identified as a Brooklyn person for a long time and I've identified as an actor, an actor who is staying in Brooklyn, who is figuring out how to make their career work, who is in a hub of creativity in a industry city, you know, it's connected to TV shows and film and casting and theater. And, um, and I was sort of like, is this dream, this passion, this goal of mine, keeping me from a bigger life? And I have still, I'm like still struggling with that question. I think it's a really hard one. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to give up on being an actor. I think there's something in me and my bones that just says this is important to me. So maybe it's about changing how I relate to um, what being an actor looks like. Is it just on a TV show? Is it just when I'm being paid? Is it just when I can pay all of my bills from acting? There are so many different levels of it. And for so long, I've had one idea and I've really kept to it and prided myself on keeping to it. And I suddenly looked around and was like, wow, like I never thought about, you know, we live in a culture of follow your bliss you know, if you do that, everything else will work out. And we, I think, romanticize often kind of how 
great it can be to have a passion and a goal and how that will just create your life for you. And I love this idea. And I forget the example that she used, but she was talking about, it might've been, I think, I think this was her, but don't quote me if I'm wrong, but I think she was talking about, she had this idea that she wanted to write the great American novel. And she showed up and she was writing and writing. Actually, no, she wasn't. She was showing up and she was procrastinating. She just could not get started on the work. And, um, it was because she was so afraid that like the things that she wrote wouldn't be a great American novel. And she finally had to have a, a come to Jesus moment with herself where she realized that um, she was only here to do the thing that she was here to do. And this idea of the great American novel was actually making it impossible for her to write anything. And so this idea that our passions may change and our dreams can be one guidepost in who we want to be, but not the whole guidepost is kind of really exciting. Um, again, still a question I'm grappling with because I, I do, I'm a stubborn Scorpio and I feel like if I've committed something, I'm all in. So the idea of leaving and not being in a major city and not knowing where auditions are going to come from or projects, um, is, is a big shift. But the other thing that I found really interesting, um, and the reason that I'm excited about this journey is that I feel like life is meant to be so much bigger than just one thing. You know, you are not your job. You are not your creativity. We are so much more than those things. And I know from myself, and it's never been healthy, but I've always grappled with it, this idea, this binary of either I'm actor or I'm not. And the rest of my life, not quite registering as being exciting or or prideful or things that I've accomplished or part of this adventure that is my life. And and I, I didn't want to get stuck in that. That was one place where, and I've adventured before, I've traveled a bunch and, and done a lot of things that um, were super fun, but they always felt in the context of how is this going to help me be an actor? How is this going to help me in my career? How am I not being an actor now because I went on this vacation and I didn't stay here to like audition? It's not just unique to me. I've heard this from other actors too. There is this sense that you always have to be on, otherwise you're missing out on the boat. I don't know if other artists feel the same thing. Um, but I definitely feel that like productivity hustle all the time. And I didn't want to stay in a place because there was a dream there that was associated with it if the rest of my life could be so much bigger. And and so I just said yes. And I what I love about taking you guys on the road with me is I keep having these like aha moments about traveling and about adventure that to me speaks so much to the creative spirit and the creative journey of letting go of where you're headed and getting lost um, as a purposeful, you know, joyful thing. And I, I've given myself time to kind of um, launch and I'm starting to get back into podcasting and into writing and actually meeting filmmakers and like finding other connections of people. But mostly it's been like, what's the, the focus has been on meeting people, um, staying in homes with dogs uh, <laughs> and, and like, and, and soaking in a new place, you know, where's the music, where's the hiking trails, where are the coffee shops I want to hang out? Where's the yoga studio? What makes me really happy and excited to be here? Um, and like trusting that that's enough of an adventure and that it's filling up the thing in me that then has something to say in the world and really working on breaking down this binary of either I'm an actor or I'm not because I'm also a writer and also a producer and also a director and I've done so many other things and my brain just got really focused on this one yes or no, am I or aren't I and how do you prove it? 
that it doesn't let me see other things that are actually really exciting to me and really fulfilling. And so there's something incredibly freeing about leaving Brooklyn and leaving those labels and those identities that I've carried for a really long time that I'm very proud of and love dearly. But leaving Brooklyn has opened me up to the bigger worlds. And there's something incredible always about travel that you sort of see how other people live, what could be possible for you. We all have routines and ideas and patterns and how we live our lives. And I love traveling because you always discover that there's a whole other way it could be done. And also being dropped into a city where nobody knows you and everyone's living their lives totally independent of your goals is to me really refreshing because it, it I don't know, I, I feel so much more possibility and so much more excitement about who do I want to be if I'm not trying to prove myself all the time to myself. So Cheryl Strayed, don't let your dreams ruin your life. And how do you crack open your life to have adventure and creativity and not get stuck labeling? If I publish this book, if it gets on the New York Times best list, if it, you know, this is the number one Spotify playlist, like all of these metrics um, that I understand, I get caught up in them too. But like, how much are we shrinking our lives by some idea of what should be proving to us that we are creative and we're living this really big life? more adventures to come. So thrilled to have you on this journey. Um, can't believe I've done it. I, I tear excited is also my other favorite word that I walked away with this idea that I knew in my bones, it was the right decision. And it also was panicking every day about it. And I thought that's so interesting. I'm definitely not going to change my mind. This is definitely what I'm walking towards. But I've heard for a lot of times, I've heard my coach say many times, that fear is a sign that you're on the right path. Fear is not a sign that you should quit. And I heard that and I was like, that makes sense, sure. But to actually live it was a very different thing because fear feels like danger. Fear feels like it is your body telling you, don't do that, you will probably die. We don't know how that will work out and we cannot protect you if we don't know how that's gonna work out. And our logic brain doesn't talk to our lizard brain very well. And so when we feel that panic, it feels primal. It is primal. And it feels true. And so it was really amazing to have both, to have this higher calling of, no, it's we're just going. And the Wellbutrin that allowed me to talk back to my lizard brain and say, I've like figured out everything else. I just survived a pandemic. We could we can probably figure this out. You know, there were a lot of things I didn't know how to do that I got to learn and I'm still learning. But I was able to trust myself more and also just be scared and take that as a sign that I was on the right path. So wishing you lots of terror excited moments. And I'd love to hear from you what maybe adventures are on the horizon for you um, as, the, as the world unfolds, as hopefully we get back on our feet and uh, to a place of, I know we're not there yet, but the goal hopefully is that we will be. Okay, be well, my friends. <laughs>